You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. What's up, everybody? Great to have you back for another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Uh, I know we live in an interesting time today, but let me tell you, I'm not a lady. I am a dude. (laughs) Uh, unfortunately, our lady, once again, I don't know what's going on. Uh, she uh, was able to, unable to be here with us, but we know that she, she is with us in spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we start for episode uh, the same way every time, starting with a grateful moment. Uh, so, Phil, what's your grateful moment for this week? Hey, good day, everyone. I hope everyone is doing well, especially those in overseas in Belgium and Canada. Give you a shout out. Um, I'm grateful that I finally got this project done, painting, which should have been a two-hour job, ended up being an eight-hour job, and I'm glad I finally finished painting the last child's room, so I'm grateful that's done, and God gave me strength. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Kel, what's, what's your grateful moment for the week? Oh, man, um, my grateful moment comes today, to be honest. I was able to uh, help my dad out with all these leaves he had at his house, and uh, and I was able, we was able to, my brothers, we all got together, we knocked it off, and we was able to get the neighbor down the street too. So I'm grateful she did, She will never know, or unless my dad tell her, because she didn't ask us, she don't know, but we was able to help her out. And uh, I'm sure she'll be appreciative. So I'm grateful to be able to help somebody else. Alan, what's your grateful moment? Uh, I'm. What's up, y'all? I'm grateful for my mother. Uh, last Tuesday, she celebrated another birthday and uh, I took a half a day off and I just dropped by and just to visit her and dropped off some gifts. So I'm just grateful that I have her for another year. And I'm grateful that um, it was a tough week dealing with the boys in school, but we're on Thanksgiving break. So I'm happy that uh, Thanksgiving is around the corner. I get a, a chance to take a break now. You know, I'm staying on them, have, make sure they do some academic things there's no regression but i'm thankful that we have a break where it's not all day and are you are you in class you know kids be leaving my my son is guilty of going and playing basketball um in his room uh when he goes on break and he gets so caught up in dunking on his baby brothers that he comes late back to class so i'm grateful uh, that i don't have to police the kids as much this week um so, you know, uh, we have an interesting segment this week, uh, fumble, talking about fumbling the bag. And we have a lot of candidates for fumbling the bag. You have James Harden turned out 50 million. <laughs> you have um, uh, Columbo uh, going fight night on, his, on Joe Judge. But the, the ultimate candidate for fumbling the bag is Robinson Cano, forfeiting $24 million because he got caught juicing. And by juicing, I do not mean putting vegetables or juice uh, or or fruit into a machine and getting juice. I mean, he was putting a nice steroid cocktail together into his body, powering up like Superman. You know, we've (laughs) seen so much of this going on with steroids. You know, is this ever gonna stop guys? Is this gonna stop? Listen, he's the sad part is he's a Mets, He's a Met, and the Met just the Mets just got sold. You know, new beginnings about to come uh, away from the World Palms, and this dude, 
This dude forfeit $24 million. But you know what we have to think? He would never got the other $200 million if he was in Houston before. So it's bad, you know, so he's like, hey, I'll take this $176 million versus this 24. So <laughs> win-win for him. <laughs> yeah, man, it's simply, it's simply to me all about whether you get caught or not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the name of the game. These guys are uh, getting a little older. They're still trying to be on top of their game. You know, he don't want to fall off too much. But the thing about it is, man, these guys are in a whole different bracket than us, man. So 24 million is is is, is the world to us, man. But I, but what I, from what I understand, he made over 200 mil in his career already. So you know, he might just be like, "Yo, it's vacation for me. It's more time with my kids." <laughs> man, look. Ever since Evan started saying "juiced up" in my mind, all I'm hearing is "geeked up, geeked up, juiced up." Juice, <laughs> man, look, a whole, a whole twenty-four mil. I mean, I see what Kelvin is saying, but dude, that's just twenty-four less million that you have. I mean, granted, <laughs> James Harden did turn down fifty mil, but like the thing is, it's like you get twenty-four. Well, you know what? This may not be a bad idea. Never mind. I'm thinking about this wrong. It's still you're losing out on twenty-four million, not doing anything, just sitting at home. Like he's gonna pick up weight. He ain't going to be in shape. You know what I'm saying? He's going to end up looking like the Kelvin Benjamin of, of baseball if he's just sitting at home, just like, I'm like, shoot. I mean, I still got some money just sitting around like, nah, man, he tripping. All you got to do is just be clean. You don't know how to he's, be clean. That good message. I, I got a job for, for Robinson Cano. Come on the episode. We'll, we'll pay you 24 cents. <laughs> you got nothing but time, brother. <laughs> Um, but, but changing, changing gears, uh, this week we saw, you know, many times and over the course of our careers uh, as fans, our careers as fans, you know, being a fan is actually a career I and mean, it, it takes, it takes years off your life, especially if you're a Knicks fan. <laughs> now changing course, um, we have had the, uh, as fans, uh, career fans, we've had the opportunity of watching, um, our teams and we've been in those situations where uh, we've been at the last seconds in the game and hoping for this Hail Mary pass to work. And for most fans, we haven't had that happen on our side. And, and for the worst of us, we've had it happen to us. Uh, we've seen Aaron Rodgers do it. Uh, but last week we retreated to the gym and I think Jordan is very happy with, with the catch as well of watching Kyler Murray uh, throw uh, a miracle and DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, the self-proclaimed best wide receiver in football, went up and got it. Uh, and so, you know, yeah, we could talk about how great the catch is. We could rate it on a chart. But I think the real question is, what are the best wide receiver quarterback duos what is, in your estimation, the best quarterback wide receiver duo in the NFL? So, so all right. So, first, right, that catch reminded me of my childhood, right? You know, you'd be the best athlete in the neighborhood. You know, end of the game, they throw that up. Uh, every man for himself, or even if you're playing in the game, there's only a few people going to come down with that ball. 
So for him to do that versus all professionals, he might have an argument for best hands. That's the first thing. It was three dudes, three dudes on one. So I, shout out to him. But as far as a numbers standpoint, right now, I hate to say this, but I'm leaning towards Breeze and Michael Thomas. Um, they put up some phenomenal numbers as a quarterback wide receiver D, a duo. It's 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 some better, sexier picks, I guess, uh, out there. But from a number standpoint, I think I might go with those two. I'm definitely gonna go with Rogers and Devontae Adams. Um, but first, let me back up. Yo, like it's kind of funny, especially like Evan just said, when you look at that catch, the gloves with the Jordan's it's a caught commercial. It. The the gloves with the Jordans caught it. Like that's that's the first thing that I really realized. Like when I saw it, I was like, bro. From that side shot, all you see is jump man. Yo, like real talk, Jordan's gonna have to give him a uh, a cleat deal or something, like just based <laughs> off of that alone. But but back to the question, I'm definitely gonna say Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Like a lot of people, they don't really talk about Devontae Adams. Like he's like one of the top five receivers, but this dude can like literally run any route and can get open easily. Like granted. DeAndre Hopkins, of course, he's a he's a great receiver. Majority of his his catchers are like super contested. Like, I think I heard it best this week. He's probably the the best covered receiver ever at this point so far that we've ever seen because the dude just makes like great catches. But that's to the point at hand. I definitely got to give it to Devontae Adams because when him and Aaron Rodgers are just like clicking, like easily, like in a blink of an eye, you'll find out that Devontae Adams has about two TDs and like 150 if you're not really paying attention. Sure. I'm going to disagree with both of you. I'm going to go with Patrick <laughs> Mahomes and the Cheetah. And this duel is unfair. I give respect to Aaron Rodgers. He's one bad man, right? And Drew Brees, who've been doing it for a long time because I think they really started the aerial assault, that combination. Um, but, and that catch, you know, Hopkins don't drop balls. So I, 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 didn't, I didn't expect him to drop that, but still three dudes on you. Like he said, that was a dunk. He literally dunked the ball. <laughs> you didn't he expect dunked. him to drop that for yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the wildest him. thing you ever seen in your I life. Don't, you don't expect him to drop that? He don't drop balls, man. He made, yo, in Houston, he didn't drop a ball all season. So yeah. I didn't expect him to drop that. Around him. It's not about him dropping the ball. It's about him actually getting the chance to catch the ball. Right. And he caught the But once his hands touched that football, I expect him to come down. That's what I expected. You know, I expect a lot of things in life. And that's one thing that I expected. My standards are so high, but what I would not discredit what my expectations were, but it was still an awesome catch. It was off the chains rated one to 10. He was a 25.2 million. That was one of the best catches I've seen outside of Odell Beckham, Eli overthrowing the ball and Odell saving him. So, but that, but the, to me, the top combination, which is unfair is Patrick Mahomes. And Tyreek Hill, the cheetah, you literally he's gonna be open all the time. <laughs> and Bahome won the best arm or the best arm in the NFL. You gotta give that the number one. So here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. And here's why I can't say Aaron Rodgers and 
here's why I disagree with Patrick Mahomes. Here's why I disagree with Aaron Rodgers in terms of duo. Because Aaron Rodgers, it doesn't matter who's 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 suited up this week. Whoever's out there is going to get a, a big game. So, you know, fantasy-wise, if, if, if Devontae Adams go down, which happened this year, and there's, a, and, and there's some random guy who's a fourth stringer is on that team, he's going to get two touchdown passes, 150 yards. You know, he's, it's more of an Aaron Rodgers thing than it is a duo. And once again, even with Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes is the half-billion-dollar man. He's just special. And with that being the case, it's hard to make it about Tyreek Hill. Not to say that Tyreek Hill isn't a good quarterback, but but the fact that Patrick Mahomes is who he is, it doesn't matter who's on the field. Now, I'm going to say one of the most audacious things, the best wide receiver quarterback duo. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to say Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. <laughs> only because, only because, hear, hear, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. They don't win. They blow games. But when they are together, if Hulo Jones out the game, he's not, uh, um, Matt Ryan's not having a great game. If if Matt Ryan's out the game, Julio Jones will do okay. He's not going to be as spectacular. But when they're together, that is a combustible combination. Only problem is Atlanta, Atlanta is just cursed. Like they just can't, Put it all together. Yeah, it's not. It's not as far fetched as I thought you was gonna say. I, I'm, I'm glad you didn't give me an Eagles reference. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing too. Yeah, I was like, if you told look. me stuff like that, I'd be like, "Go no on, but no." Nah, Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. but now, nah, man, these guys have longevity on their side. If anything, you know, they've been doing it at a high level for a year in and year out. That's why I said I, I'm not mad at this pick. Actually, I'm not mad at none of you guys' picks, to be honest. I think we have a couple special combinations out there, but like what Evan point was, was, was well taken. Some of it is more whoever this, his quarterback has at his disposal, he's going to make look good. You know, some of the quarterbacks is just that good. Um, but, but the stats show that Drew Brees is not as good without um, some Drew Brees as long, as long as with the guy you named, you mentioned too, is not as good without the other uh, component on his team. You know, and that's why you say the duo, they complement each other kind of like a Stockton Malone type of thing. Yeah. yeah. So that was a good conversation. But shifting gears, you know, I, obviously I'm an anti New York Giants uh, individual. But, um, Ada. but, you know, I, really I don't have time to care about them. That, if we're being honest, Kelvin and I, we don't have time to care about them. But this year, because our team is just in the, in the, in the, in the garbage disposal. <laughs> Um, but they have strung together three strong weeks of football. Now, I don't know what's going to happen after fight night happened in the locker room and Columbo ended up putting, putting, um, yeah. judge on his butt. That's <laughs> funny though. I mean, I got pause for the moment. Just recognize how hilarious that kind of is. Like, I, I just wonder, like, like, did he get knocked out and wake up and like, yo, you're fired. Or was it like it was like an immediate firing? Like once he got put on his butt, or was it like let me think about this for a little bit? And just like you're fired. <laughs> it probably was he had him in a headlock. Colombo had a headlock. And he said, "Let me go, let me go." He said, "No, let me go." Oh, you're fired. <laughs> he let him go. He's still fired. <laughs> and too, like, what is it like? You just come off a win. 
It's one thing if you're like, you know, you got demolished this week. The offensive line played well. Like, what happened that caused them to come to blows in a meeting? Lumbo had to be feeling himself, man. He'd be like, listen, we win games. You get the running back the ball, and my line is making you look good, dude. You a special teams coach. <laughs> so he probably started pulling his card, showed up the stats of uh, what's that guy in Galman, I guess, the running yeah. back. Hey, look, two touchdowns, baby. You yeah. need to start. This is strength of the team right here, me. And I want to raise too. How about that? <laughs> I make Danny Dimes like Danny Dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, something happened like that, man. No, I have nothing to say. Y'all mean these yeah. Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles fans, they're the worst. In, in a real conversation, um, the Giants have looked put together three strong weeks. Eagles did not put together two strong weeks back to back, but the Giants have put together three strong weeks. And it, and analysts are saying Joe Judge has this team believing in themselves. And and sometimes, you know, you can see when something special is forming. And so I have to ask this question that may seem a little audacious. Are the Giants turning the corner and have the potential to be a playoff team next year? Yes, yes, yes. All contingent if we get uh, Shaquan back and um, add a couple more pieces on, on the, you know, on the defense and get the line front line going. And he, one thing this special coach has these guys doing, playing hard. And I think and I think that it's the turning point. If not, a lot of people will get fired. It's the turning point. Because remember, Danny Dimes, uh, uh, was McGillman, is on the clock now. So I really want him gone, but I can't do anything about it. But I believe it's the next year. Wince, what's Wince going to do next year? Get hurt, can't throw. What do you expect from Washington? Nothing. And the Cowboys are what? Access is to happen. So... It's only only thing the Giants could do is go up, and I think we're going to take the division next year with a, a winning record. This, you know, I, I mean, let's be honest. Like, it's not hard to take the division this year. I mean, let's just <laughs> so like nobody wants it. Nobody but, wants it. But listen, how low the bar is. We just said they put together three strong weeks. They lost the first. They lost the first of the three to the Bucks, right? <laughs> Then they beat the garbage Washington football team and the garbage Philadelphia Eagles. It's like the bar is set so low, and that's called three good weeks of football for, for, for you guys. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, I guess they can put three weeks of football together, but it's nothing to brag about. <laughs> you beat horrible teams, and you lost the first game. That You know, it's a moral victory. So it's like, are y'all trending in the right direction? What other direction could you trend? <laughs> to be honest, you know, which is it's a terrible batch of football in the NFC East, and we out here showing love to you guys for being two terrible football teams. Congratulations, Giants! <laughs> I mean, I think I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants just go ahead and just run away with the rest of the division. To be quite honest, because I think I had this conversation with someone like last week. I said, you know what? And I've been telling Dion on her Facebook post. I said, man, look, Joe Judge got y'all team playing hard, man. Now, do I think they'll be a contender next year or get to the playoffs? If Daniel Jones takes that next step, like really, like if he takes that next step next year, like your defense is already fine. But when Saquon comes back and if he's just a piece of himself 
and Daniel Jones can just not turn the football over and just play consistently good football, I think there's a chance. Um, I mean, it's not high. Like, I I probably give it, like, maybe, like, a 30% chance because you never, A, look, it's, it's up to Daniel Jones. Don't look at me like that, Phil. But you you know what the problem is. Like, your defense is fine, and he turns the football over at the most critical times. So it's just like the opportunity is there. It's just a matter of him just being able to make that leap. And what's that going to be next year? Year three? Typically, that's when that leap happens. I would like to add those three wins. <laughs> Daniel Jones, I, I think he didn't turn over the football especially against the Eagles. And yeah, I agree with that. But also remember, this is a new offense, new coaching staff, and takes a while. So I see, I, I see us trending up, you know, but you know, as Giants fans, we, the real Giants fans, we, we may project, but we don't accept until the clock says zero, zero. <laughs> so that's the way we are. <laughs> uh, so here's, here's what I'd say, right? Surprisingly, the Giants have been in a lot of games that they don't deserve to be in. Um, and so what I would say is, I think a lot of this was fool's gold. Um, they have to really turn the court. I mean, the Eagles are bad. Like, the Eagles are bad. We're talking about three strong weeks. Eagles, Washington. The best team you competed with was the Bucks. And you but lost. Every, every team, everybody knows that football is any given Sunday. And Tom Brady's been in enough of these situations where he's made, I mean, look, He's played in the AFC East all of his career. He's just played bad teams. So every now and again, he'll he'll just like put up a dud. He's like, ah, well, and he'll pull he'll pull victory out of his behind, right? So, um, but I will say, I mean, they beat the they beat the Washington Redskins by one point earlier this year. Their two wins, all their wins, if we're being honest, have come in the NFC East. Who gives a flying flip about <laughs> victories in the NFC least? Okay, okay. I'm ashamed of my organization. While Phil is clapping, saying next year's our year. I am ashamed of my team. I'm ashamed of my culture. I'm ashamed of my coach. Get them all out of here. If, if, I, I, I just want to interject for a second. In Philly, we're looking at basketball season right now. Oh, all right. <laughs> we're not even looking at football season. We're talking about Daryl Morey. We're not even talking about football no more, man. We're watching them because we diehards, right? But we're not excited. We don't go into these games excited. We play in Cleveland today, y'all. And I'm and I'm sitting there just like, yo, just don't lose by more than 10 points, man. Just, <laughs> just, just don't turn, just don't fumble three times, Carson Wentz. Just let me watch a good game, man. I don't expect y'all to do much, but just let me watch a good game. So, you know, we got different expectations than the Giants anyway. But I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry I switched the topics, but I had to say that, Phil. So, You're, wrong. You're wrong. I'm looking at the college season. I'm saying, hey, man, can we get you bad if we get Trevor Lawrence? Is it possible that we could just be so bad that we could end up landing on Trevor Lawrence? No way. No <laughs> way. The Jets will not let that happen. Can we do something? Like, let's let's be bad. Let's, like, like, my thing is, let's embrace being bad so we can get some quality picks in here. Man, we need an Eagles segment. Uh, coming up, man, but I, we can't stay too long on this. No, no, no. We're, oh. we're a family show. We can't talk about the Eagles. That, that's that's an a, a abysmal organization right now. Get Howie out of Philadelphia. Burn now, him. You, now you know how it feels to be a Knicks fan. Welcome to my H-E <laughs> double hockey stick. But you know what's funny about the division? How many wins do you think you need to have to, to get to the playoff? I'm thinking five. Four. Look. Oh, yeah, but 
for the NFC East? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, honestly, you, you, you get there with It's terrible, man. We're trash. Terrible. We're trash. You think – you said who said six? Six. I yeah. think five. I mean, they're not that far apart. I mean, I wouldn't I know. be surprised that way either. That's, could you imagine a team oh, with a double-digit loss? Yeah, they're going to have to re-look it. They're going to look this oh, thing man. over, man. And this guy, Daniel Rager, on our team, man, he, he, he'd be like – he's like – he'd believe his, his social media because they were talking – comparing to Justin Jefferson. Like, yo, who cares? <laughs> who, who did that? Jalen Rager? Yeah, he deleted his Twitter. No, he should have been deleted. He, 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 was he, ain't, built, he ain't built for Philip. He's deleting his Twitter because people complaining oh. about, about. Justin Jefferson having a great year, and, and everyone's eyes are on Howie. Howie's head has to roll. Okay, that's where we are. CD mm. Lamb, Je- Justin Jefferson. I mean, like, come on, man. The list goes on to these talent, talented wide receiver rookies that's doing something. And my man is out for a thumb injury, man, for five weeks, <laughs> man. Like, all these super gloves they got in the NFL now. This guy's out for a thumb injury, man, for like five <laughs> weeks, man. Like, stop it, man. Stop. Oh, man, this so gives me so much joy. As we transition to our final segment for today's episode, uh, the question is, what's your hot take of the week? You know, if, if what, what's your spicy take of the week? That, that If you walk away from this, yo, this is my hot take. The New York Knicks actually did everything right this year. And I can't believe I actually seen them fiscally responsible with money, picking the right available picks, and didn't overpay any, you know, superstar. The Knicks are actually doing the right thing. You know, there's no between a hot take and a bad take, <laughs> but we'll let it we'll let that ride. My hot take is the Hornets are making the playoffs this year. Okay, that's bold. James Harden will end up in Philly. That is, uh, that's confident. Didn't uh, say I wanted to happen. <laughs> I just got a feeling. Um, my hot take of the week: the Atlanta Hawks will be a higher seed than, than the Charlotte Hornets in the playoffs. I can agree with that. <laughs> yeah, that's no, not for, they, they did a lot of I good agree. moves free agency. They, they did a lot of moves. I agree. I with agree. They got some I good agree. pickups, so I ain't mad at it. So clearly, guys, we talk a lot about NBA. That's our next episode. So you don't want to miss our takes for the NBA and our talks about what's going on in the NBA. Um, so stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.